Hey, hey, welcome to Bonus Barrel. I'm Rob, and with me today is Lef. Hello. And returning from his long absence, the tyrant, the man who hates cutscenes, Seiji. Hey, he's back. Welcome back, Seiji. Thank you. We missed you last week. I miss you too. I wonder if there, I don't know if there's any fan outrage, because our fans don't. If you have any, don't say anything. Well, the mm-hmm. two we spoke to were okay. Yeah, I guess it was an okay episode. It was, uh, I know, it seemed like it was successful. Were those the usual two? Yeah. We didn't lose anyone, as far as I know. Dragon Lauren? Oh, no, yeah. no, no. The usual two oh, is Oh, usual now... three. Well, yes. There's Greg, Amanda, and uh, Amanda's husband. Yeah, Amanda's husband. Yeah. yeah. Okay. They all listened. Hello, so Amanda. Three fans. Yeah, yeah. I forgot. Um, Technically, I more. Did, if I didn't see comments on the on the webpage. You didn't? Did. No. Did someone left a comment about the thing you wrote? Yeah, but not in the previous no, episode. He's, he's trying true. to bash on our episode. Oh, no, no. How, how do you guys? <laughs> <laughs> how do you guys get that feedback if not from well, comments? We, talk, so. we, we spoke to them. Oh, I yeah. see. Yeah, we play. That's, uh, that's more effective. Storm together. Ah, I see. And we got a little bit of a little crew going on. Mm-hmm. We had like a nice losing streak of like six games. It was wonderful. It was awesome. We broke it though. We're back. Yeah, we, we're we, back we on won, top. We won two last night. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, Heroes so of the storm. This is we're happy, but let's be sad for a moment. So everybody listening to this knows Iwata Satoru Iwata passed away. Hmm. It's very sad. Uh, Seiji wrote a nice piece about it on our website, um, but. I was just thinking about it, and we won't spend too long on it. I mean, most of what needs to be said is already said. I mean, we all liked him. We, you know, respected him, and, and you know, I had gripes with the Wii U here and there, but I, I would like to have seen him keep going on as president, especially after learning all these things that I learned. So I have a few, few bullet points mm-hmm. that I want to mention that I of stuff that, I, again, most people have already heard of. But if you haven't, then this is new for you, and it was new for me, and I'm sure you guys will have some to throw in too, but... but um. Some of the things he's done that I've appreciated is he worked on the first Mother game, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, he helped in creating the first Kirby game, and I love Kirby. He started the Nintendo Direct series, which is some of the best like FaceTime a company has had with its fans, right? Uh, it was almost like a mini E3 for Nintendo people multiple times a year. Um, so even when he was high up in the chain and in management, he would still get involved with, with developing. And he was instrumental in getting Earthbound out. Uh, I think he rewrote the code, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. I believe Seiji told me that story. Okay. Uh, yeah, and that, that really like made me admire him a lot more. So Yeah, and it, and it gets a, bit, a few more things for me. Uh, he helped debug and fix Smash Bros. Melee so it would be released on time. And, and he was already a manager. Yeah, exactly. He was really high up. Yeah, and he still would, would get in there. And this is, since I love Pokemon, and I actually it's funny because one of the things that I'm about to mention, I spoke about last episode during when we got off track and we were talking about moments and games that moved us or whatever, you know. Um, so this this isn't one, but the first one is when de- this is from Digital Trends, uh, I think dot com. Uh, when developing Pokemon Stadium for the N sixty four, Iwata, still president of HAL, took it on himself to reverse engineer the battle system from Pokemon Red and Blue by simply looking at the code without any sort of specification document from the designers. It took him just one week to to build a working version, prompting game freaks Shigeki Morimoto, who created the battle system initially, to remark, "I created that battle battle program, and it really took a long time to put together." But when I heard that Iwata-san had been able to pour it over in about a week and was already working, well, I thought, what kind of company president is this? Um, and this this next part one is, is the biggest for me because of how much I loved this moment when I was a kid is he also credited when helping out in Pokemon Gold and Silver, writing the compression software that allowed the developers to squeeze the entire Kanto region from the first game into the Game Boy cartridge in addition to the new game's world as a bonus for completing all the gyms. All the, all the gyms, yeah. And that was one of my favorite par- parts growing up was going just seeing that new old world yeah and, and really, I had no idea he had, it, that he was responsible for yeah, that yeah it's so. amazing yeah. so I was like I was really just amazed by it. and then there's the pay cut thing which we we spoke about how he took like half his salary off one year as because they didn't do that well here so, yeah. so they wouldn't lose layoffs, employees yeah. and, and, I, and that's really cool and, and he was very humble and, yeah. and, and he had a term to him and he always wanted to speak in English to us even though it was difficult for him and it's, he's, he's cool I, I mean Still cool. Yeah. Very. I like them. Very unexpected. Yeah. Although, if you think about it, I mean, we've we've known he was sick mm-hmm. since last year. Yeah, yeah, it's been a year or two. He has his surgery, and he lost a lot of weight. He did. He so it's similar. Monkey. It's a similar story uh, as for Steve Jobs, right? 
That's a lot of weight, and then he died kind of unexpectedly. Although it wasn't that unexpected in the case of Steve Jobs, but it's it. I, I will draw a parallel between those two figures. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, we won't belabor it too much, but uh, Seiji again, he wrote something pretty nice, uh, saluting him, if you will, which is on our website, and you can check it out, or one of the many online. And we'll move on. We'll try to brighten up, but uh, you know, I, I was pretty bummed out to say mm-hmm. the least for a few days, and I can't imagine his friends and family and big, you know. So it's it's a loss in the industry, and uh, hopefully Nintendo keeps does better, just keeps going. So, what what is your opinion? About the state of Nintendo right now, with Miyamoto and Genio Takeda as mm-hmm. as the directors. I don't. I'm not as familiar with directors. Like Takeda, was he composer? No, uh, Genio Takeda is. Let's say where Miyamoto is the head of the software department. Yeah, he's like a senior managing director, something like that, Naka. of the of the software part, and and Genio Takeda is mm-hmm. of the hardware. Okay, so he designed Diaz. And I so, feel so. like Miyamoto his biggest thing is making games mm-hmm. so I can't see him running Nintendo permanently and two two acting presidents might not be the best decision but for now I think it, it, they're I think the best choice I think it's more temporary means but yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm really curious I, I gotta say that you know uh, to look at sides not really much just to uh, put myself away from the fact that he died and that really sucks I will admit that a part of me and the fan part of me is interested to see what direction Nintendo goes now because now He's been in charge for, like, what, 14 years, 15 years? Actually, he oh, took yeah. over during the GameCube, which was 2001, 2002-ish. Mm-hmm. So this is a new leader, the first new leadership they've had in a long time. And I'm curious to see what direction... And we won't feel the effects for a couple of years, because he still has stuff set in motion, right? But I'm curious to see what happens here. It could get worse. could be really shitty. Could, but it could also... Maybe some new, some younger person will take over. I really don't know. That doesn't seem like the Japanese way of things, doing things. To, there'll probably be someone older up in the company. So think about this. So Nintendo, when they started doing games, so Hiroshi Yamauchi, the previous uh, head of Nintendo, was a president before Nintendo uh, was doing video games, right? So he mm-hmm. retired until the GameCube. Then we got uh, Iwata. It was three generations of the Yamauchis, right? Before, mm-hmm. I, I read it was three. It was like... That was Iwata was like the first president who wasn't part of the family, in like three generations prior to that. Nintendo is a really old company, yes. Yeah, yeah, and it was always those guys, the family, who was in charge, and Iwata was the first one who was yeah not directly related to. Them. But doing video games, Iwata was the first president that came into Nintendo, being what it is, right, 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 right. which is a video game company. Now, would you guys rather have a CEO of Nintendo? In the current context where we know Iwata is, like, he was a developer, he was really hands-on, and he was, like, a, the public figure, because who knows who's the, who's the head of whatever company, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the ne- for the next president of Nintendo, what, what would you guys want to see well, again? Want to when another, uh, another, another guy that come in front of the cameras and, you know, and speak to the gamer directly, or a so. more conventional business no, guy? No, I want it to be... I, I want... I'm always going to respect uh, a president who was once a developer mm. because I'm a developer and I prefer to find, to have someone who knows how to make games and also protect, preferably someone who loves playing games to, and they have to be good at management and all the stuff that comes with that, of mm-hmm. course, but I, I would prefer to see someone like that be promoted within them as opposed to hiring someone who's just just a president or just as executive or whatever. And and that's why there's such big shoes to fill at Nintendo, because when you had someone like Iwata who was kind of both, and now it's leading you to be like, well, which direction would they would you think they should go in? And when they did have Iwata, they kind of had the best of both worlds. So now it's kind of, that's why you're asking these questions, because you never would have thought about this beforehand, because yeah. it was just, that was the way it was. And it's curious, because like, do you want to see a new president like do Nintendo Directs, or would you find that just like, oh, that you know, was was that Iwata's thing? Are you are they gonna are they gonna digress from that a they little might, bit? But because like they may just retire some things because of him. As a fan, I would feel I wouldn't feel slighted if they kept continuing the great things he started. I think Nintendo Directs are great. Oh, I oh, I don't think they're gonna stop doing them. But that was so his this, thing. That's what I mean. I don't expect the next president to be like directly to you yeah. like the way he did. No, 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 no. To continue to, on in Iwata's... The format's going to change. I would like him to keep doing that kind of thing and I wouldn't mind them returning to E3, uh, of course, but, you know, um, if they don't, that's fine too. But I, I want them to be relevant and I think Nintendo Direct keeps them 
just in gamers' minds because it's fun to watch them. Yeah. We'll see. Okay, let's move on to the news. Let's start with something happy. Some happy news. I don't know. Well, it's not. Uh, Wreck-It Ralph 2 is confirmed, and it's smashing its way into theaters, possibly in 2016. Um, it's a movie. Yeah. Did yes. you guys like the first one? Yeah, that's what, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Uh, I love the first one. And cute. I, I was really one of my favorite anime films ever. I loved it. Got a lot of video games, right? And seeing all those cameos, and the story was fun, and the characters were likable. Uh, did you like it? I loved it. Yeah, yeah. that's great. And, <laughs> I don't but, know why I'm surprised. What, <laughs> but, but what do you guys think it did for video games? Well, I don't know if it did anything for video games. I mean, people are, people who went likely liked video games already anyways. And maybe give them... Maybe it'd be cool if, if some of the younger audience went out thinking, oh, I want to check out these older games. That would be cool. I don't know if it did. But I don't I don't think it would have had any kind of direct impact on it. I think it was okay. more viewed as an animated feature than kind of a tip of the hat to video games so I think so too what do, what do you think well I think that when it when it got announced it was really really interesting because you see video games is a medium that sometimes doesn't get a lot of recognition it's, it's like this world apart and nobody uh, talks about yeah um, and when they do it's usually a negative light and Wreck-It Ralph was one of the, those things that was in the mass market that was recognizing video games as part of the culture. That's true. So to me, that was really nice. But also, it speaks a lot of the of the current style of video games. So th- there was, I think, one game that was a really um, kind of like a bro game, right? But all the other games were really colorful and well, they were like and uh, cartoony of... and stuff like that, which is not currently the case in video games. Well, right? I mean, we I think video games even now covers. Everything. I mean, it's, I mean, other than stuff that hasn't been invented. I mean, <laughs> most things have like okay. you, you can find. I think every year you could at least find one game that you that would fit pretty much on any genre. You're gonna find a kart or a racer of some sort. You're gonna find like fifty first person shooters. You know, half as many RPGs and a couple platforms. But just my point is that there's something to be found. I think every year, and and if you're not like picky, then you have indie options, and you're gonna see games like Axiom Verge. And, which will give you some Metroidvania if you want. I mean, I think, I think that there's always an option, pretty much every year for some for you to find something that you want. Well, that's, that's my opinion. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Uh, but did you guys play any of the games based off it? Because that was nope. one of the cool things they did. Is they I don't put remember a bunch of games. Well. No, like on there was well there he was a character in uh, Super uh, Sonic All Star Racing. Oh, was he? Yeah, he was. Uh, I don't know if he was in every version, but he was in the the Valve version. No, well, he wasn't that. He must have been in every one of them because the Valve version of the PS2 guys. So he was, I think he was in all versions. But he was released for the Sega Racer Mario Kart clone, which is pretty much as good as Mario Kart games. It's, it's, have you played? No, no, it's no. so good, man. Now, Wreck-It Ralph was the villain, I mean, within the context of the story. Yeah, was I mean, a villain the villain of a game called Fixed Felix, right? right? which is Donkey Kong, kind of. Yeah. Um, I would love to play that, that arcade <laughs> I think machine. Have, I think it exists, yeah, right? Yeah. There was phone games that you could play, and then there was also standard license like console games like the Wii and 3DS, and then he was a cameo in a few games, and I didn't get to play many of them, because um, they were iPhone only for a while, and I, didn't have, I don't have an iPhone, so I didn't really get to play the ones that were out on that. I think you can get them on Android now, but but I don't know. I think it was cool. that was a perfect... That was one of the few like licenses you expected to be game tie-ins for. A so. video game movie? Mm. There's yeah. a, there's a new movie, movie that is... Already out or about to come out, um, Pixels, I think it's oh, called. Yeah, Rob, yeah, Rob has a problem with Pixels. It looks uh-huh. stupid. It does. It looks so stupid. <laughs> Not like endearing stupid. So think about this. Wreck-It Ralph, which was a, a good movie. The, the good way of doing a video game homage. Yeah, it was great. Of sorts. Um, didn't have Donkey Kong. Then you no. have pixels which is actually like, has pac-man donkey kong direct references to video games they're like not really and it has there. adam sandler yeah to make things worse first of all it's, it's it's modern day adam sandler so not a movie i'd want to see in general and correct they're like yeah i like the, the and it has donkey stuff. kong i but don't it's not understand even like it. donkey kong it's like pixel version. you still need nintendo's blessing to that kind yeah. of thing they, right? well, they, they must have given it so yeah of course sure. the creator of pac-man has a cameo in the movie oh boy yeah that part looked funny it did it did there was that, one that's why i, I was think funny. i think there might be some funny moments in it i i, I want to see it the premise i'm not saying so it's gonna be great stupid. no they're you're aliens you're right, attacking right. earth come the on premise is terrible it's too dumb i can't wreck it ralph is an unbelievable scenario 
but it's believable at the same time well, because the way they set it up, they went, it works exactly. The, the way it's, it's Toy set Story up, for it's, video it's, games, it's, yeah, yes, yeah. it's internally consistent. Exactly. But this one is so outlandish and stupid <laughs> that there's nothing likable, and it no, angers it, me to see it. It's oh, and have you seen like the fucking the female video game character? She's like a warrior chick, but she looks like as, as cliche trashy as you can get. You just imagine uh, all the fucking yeah. sex, but sex I jokes and shit. But I mean, most of the characters, terrible. from what I can see from previews of, of this Pixels movie, is that they're actually referencing real video game characters. Yes. So in moment of they're also aliens. Okay. Just so you know. Right. <laughs> so, so stupid. You guys got news too? I, I have a few more things, of course. Um, I got a quick one here. Yeah, please. So it looks like Fallout Shelter mm-hmm. has made $5.1 million oh, nice. in like a month. And that's only released on the App Store for Apple devices. Yeah, they haven't even touched, so the, haven't even touched the, the Android market, mm. and it's made that much money. It's great. Yeah, and it's definitely a good example of a uh, mobile game really done right. It's got offline play. There's mm. no real time locks on the game. Um, every, the only thing you can buy is just things to... Now, clearly, there's, there's something not, in there, the in box. the loops or whatever that makes people want, want to, to buy. buy. Absolutely. So there but must be something it's doing to make you spend just like every other freemium game. Every freemium game has a hook that gets you, right? Not really. Like, I played it and I all you buy is the lunch boxes and in the lunch boxes you can get like different um, dwellers and some mm-hmm. weapons and some resources and Those things like that. cosmetic stuff. Yeah, like... Some of it, but some of it's like new dwellers. Like, it is ways to upgrade your, your game in a way, right. but it's not at all necessary to just play the game. Um, so it's it's really cool to see that that kind of model has the so the meditation system that uh, Fellow Shelter uses is very similar to the one that Hearthstone uses. Yes, where you cannot there's no premium content. The game is truly freemium, or truly I don't know free to play. You could you yeah, could call it. You can unlock everything by playing for mm-hmm. free through grinding. You're never gonna get a really competitive deck in Hearthstone without sinking some money in. That's like, not true. It's so expensive to get those good cards. If you, I mean, yeah, I guess you can keep grinding out decks, mm-hmm. but it's going to take you so long. Yeah, but it's possible. It's possible, though. You can get a legendary if you're very committed and you save all your all your gold, get your packs, and then transform into dust. dust. It yeah, would take the, you months and months to get one legendary card. No. I, think I got a legendary, and it took me like a month. To get you know, sixteen hundred dust, a while and I bought. I think I put a lot of money in. It. I still didn't get the legendary I wanted. Actually, I I, I got uh, Antonidas Archmage last week, and it felt so good. I see. Sadie because I understand. didn't spend one dollar in that game. Now I spent uh, well, money on that so game. Wh- oh, you have I spent money to unlock the solo adventures. Okay, well, that's fine. But it. not you to get. Buy packs? I haven't bought. See, I any bought packs. them, and I didn't feel bad about buying them because I felt like I was supporting a game that. Yeah, I that's buy. cool. And it's, and it's great because it's not, you know that it's not premium content. You know that the, the developer is not like pushing you to, to do it because otherwise you won't get certain content, right? Yeah, it's just yeah, more you, difficult. You can to unlock it. the Noxramas and all that stuff with. Mm-hmm. with yeah, that's what I did. I, I just bought it. So I'm impatient, but well, yeah, that's premium points. content. You could, you could call it, but you can still buy it for you gold. Can still buy it with yeah, gold, that's so. how I did it. Seven hundred I mean, gold. Because yeah. like it doesn't make it not premium just because you can unlock it with gold. I think I think it's still I guess kind of, it feels premium though because it's expensive and it, it unlocks a certain mm-hmm. amount of thing and you don't get but to the, play it for free. That model that Harston uses, I admire it so oh, much. Oh, I like it. It's great. Um, it's okay. the, the same one that is using Fall uh, Shelter, and I think is what we are going to see in the coming years. I hope so. Yeah. If the freemium uh, model keeps well, going, doing it as well, I mean, it clearly does. Money, yeah. And you know, you make a good game. It, it wasn't just no. They, it's not just that it's a good game and that it's Fallout. It's the way they did it. That's a huge. I think that's a huge fact of why that did so well so fast. Mm-hmm. They were so smart about it. They handled that so well. I, I think if they didn't announce that E3, it just came out. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it would. I think it would did well, but probably only half as well. Not, not well. Is the good? Is the one to punch right? So you get a bunch of installs, but if the game's not good, you don't get people. Right, right. I'm just saying. To I play think it, the right? reason it happened so fast and so well is because. Of yep. the way they did it, yeah, mm-hmm. it's now amazing marketing. Yeah, it's and it, it, brilliant, it definitely is. And they did partner with Apple to make the game, yep. which obviously was a big deal. And Apple would have marketed themselves probably a little on their App Store, I'm sure, sure. Too. But you're right, you it's know, just, it was so classy, at, it was amazing. Know, yeah, it was very well and done. I think that, like, I, maybe it increased like twenty percent. I don't, I, that's <laughs> out of my asshole number. I don't actually know, but I'm just saying. Here's uh, here's something else because we, we we can't linger on these news. 
Devil's Third, you guys remember that game that was never Devil's mentioned? Third is such a mess. Nintendo of America tweeted, We know you're eager to hear more about Devil's Third. We are excited to bring the game to Wii U, and we'll have more to share soon. There you go. Ooh. We're all good. But, so, so through <laughs> through the rumor history of Devil's Third, I think it went all the way to being cancelled in America, yeah. to being brought back, <laughs> to it was released somewhere, because I've, I'm seeing reviews about well, this game, and they're getting bad, kind of uh, bad really, I was expecting this to get pushed to NX, go the way of Zelda. It's given a firm late August release date in Europe, back in early June. Devil's Third was absent from Nintendo America's E3 efforts and post-LA News. Um, this is from GameSpot, I believe. Mm. And... Uh, this was then followed up by rumors that Nintendo America would not publish the game. It followed reports that another publisher would bring it to North America. And then the tweet, of course, dismissed that news. And what we do know, that the article knows, the person writing this article knows, is the game is complete. And as mentioned previously, they'll be bringing in a preview of the final European being built soon. So. Isn't it kind of frustrating to hear that the game is complete? I don't like that and Yoshi's Holy World is out right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, that, that's another good but example. Here, that is so... I don't... I literally don't understand it. If it's done, in, I get Japan, but if it's the European version's out, why, and same vice versa, why do we get it and they have to wait? Why the hell don't we have, why do we have to wait months? It's not like a few weeks, I get yeah. that. And who months. gets to decide that, right? Like, for Reggie. example, um, <laughs> Captain Toad was released here in December last year, and in Europe, I think it was February of this year. Yeah, that's stupid. Like why, right? Doesn't right. make any sense. But it happens now. The last rumor I've, I've heard about Devil's Third is that that Nintendo had problems, had quality issues with the with Devil's Third, and so after that, I started reading reviews of Devil's Third. He was giving bad reviews, so I'm I'm really I mean, I don't I'm, really want it. I'm really sad. <laughs> like I'm not upset that it, that I'm not playing it because I don't really want it, but uh, you know, it's stupid. Mm-hmm. It's the way. I don't know, I think it'd be a cool title for the Wii U to sure, actually mature, have. Mature, mature for the library, yes, yeah. absolutely. So hopefully hopefully it's done well. Hopefully any kind of quality issue gets ironed out before an actual yeah. North American release. Sometimes, sometimes games will be fixed. Sage does not look like you think that's hopefully. going to happen. Do you have news? No. I do. Are you news? No. Well, I guess all will be then. Amiibo news and stuff. Oh, we'll get to the yeah. stupid Amiibos, I'm angry. Um, <laughs> Street Fighter 2 soundtrack remastered for CD, uh, for CD and I think uh, record. If I'm not mistaken. I'm bring it. Vinyl? And we talked about it because Journey was the last time I mentioned this up, so this will be... Yeah, and Vinyl. So this is my continuation of, of... Even though I don't have records, I don't like records, I'm not into records and never cared about records, I like the boxes. <laughs> I think they look really cool. And I just think it gives them some authenticity to video games, you know? It's like... So Japan-based music label Brave Wave is set to launch a new series of video game soundtrack remasters and re-releases. And its first product is Capcom Street Fighter 2 which will be a little disc and vinyl this year. It's pretty mm. cool. Mm. And, you know, whatever. Not much to say about that other than it's, it's cool. You know. What What else would you guys like to see remastered and put on vinyl? Mega Man 2. Right. That'd be cool. I don't know how much it would actually... If it were remastered, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. I mean, well, again, I wouldn't listen to it. Because <laughs> you don't have a record player. I wouldn't, I'm not going to go buy a record player for it. But i put it on my wall. No, <laughs> no, no, no. But, yeah. i download it. There you go. That's yeah. good enough. Um, so, this is, this is not... These last two news aren't amazing, but... But I'm going to throw some exponents out. Yes, please. We, you know, it exists. I'm so excited Xbox now. Xbox One, and, and also it's updated, this article from GameSpot was updated, so the PS4 as well, are getting our prototype 1 and 2 bundle. So, there's an official trailer for it too. Um, so I'll just read the, what the update says. An official trailer has emerged indicating the prototype biohazard bundle is now on PS4 too. Activision has revealed the bundle will include full HD visuals, as well as improved frame rate and increased texture resolution. And uh, I guess nice it's graphics. August 11th. You know, I have Prototype 2. One. Never played it. Maybe I'll buy the bundle for the uh, PS4. Mm-hmm. Uh, those yeah. cutscenes are going to look great. You gotta love those cutscenes, Sage. <laughs> gotta love them. You, gotta, you do. They're, they're exciting. Yeah, quick time events. Oh, I like Cutscenes. You know, I've been playing a game called Shadow of the Damned. And by Suda51. Are you familiar with them? No. Uh, they did No More Heroes and other games. Mm. You haven't played? No, they no, do. No. I'm actually kind of shocked. No More Heroes was weak. Uh, I skipped that generation. Oh, right. Anyways, it's a really weird game. Uh, it's fun. It's funny. Uh, it's, 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 I can't really, it's, but there are a lot of dick jokes. It's definitely, a, if we ever want to do a real boner burger episode, mm-hmm. there's literally a part where the gun is basically a giant boner. It, mm-hmm. it defies, well, it's so, it's so weird. Wait, is this a PSP game? PS3 and probably 360. Okay. Uh, I think I would recommend us playing it sometime. I mean, I'm playing it now. I'm going to beat it. 
But uh, it's 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 so off the wall. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, if you haven't heard of it, or haven't heard of it or whatever, check it out, people out there, or you too. It's it's cool. It's it's interesting. But uh, yeah, let's cut scenes in that. So I figured that wouldn't really, really matter. The last one, and I haven't uh, thought about this game in a little while, but I wanted. I was disappointed not to see it during E3, but uh, Xbox or Xbones to be fair, Xbones Scalebound making good progress. Scalebound, right? yeah, platinum, right? That's right. Mm. There's a reveal coming next month. Ex- ex- Executive Phil Spencer says the game is shaping up well. Next major reveal is slated for Gamescom in August. Nice. Yeah, cool. look forward to that. An announcement about an announcement. I like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, uh, You're all about those. What is this game about? Fighting, oh, fighting monsters! I think. Oh, okay. I've only seen one trailer. The announcement trailer, uh, blonde hair guy. I can mm-hmm. obviously relate to that, as, as I have also blonde hair, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm also cool when I can build swords, and then fight dragons, and power up, and fly. you look cool with swords. Yeah, all those things. Yeah. <laughs> those are all me. So I relate to that, and I think that I'm the top target demographic. So there you go. You know, despite the fact you don't have an Xbox One, well, I'll get one for that game. Maybe. Can you carry a sword on the streets? Here. Is it legal? I don't know. I don't know. I think. I think. I think it might be because it's concealed weapons are illegal. But if you're, what if it's just on your back and like a sheath? Mm-hmm. Would you? Would either of you walk around the sword? I would I, like I, you I, to to you walk around. To yeah, with a big, but I, the, the biggest cool, one you can find. I, think. I, I don't think people. People. <laughs> I don't. I don't buy or collect swords or anything like that. But uh, and that's that's a trope that a lot of gamers would, would do because they're super nerds or whatever. Uh, I would look cool with a sword. Mm-hmm. And I could also cleave a mountain. This, <laughs> this is all factual, uh, based on uh, possible true events. If you had one of those swords from Final Fantasy, the big ones, would you carry it around? No, I'm, I, I am... Uh, He'd mount it on his wall. Like, yeah, I play with it at home, for sure. But I'm not one of those guys who are... like, I'm, I'm obviously a huge geek and, and stuff, but I'm not the ones who go that extra unaware of society level. Like, I wouldn't walk around the sword... Probably wouldn't wouldn't wear a link hat around casually. Wouldn't wear a cloak. Well, so that's in the same category, right? Yeah. Wearing a link hat yeah. and carrying a sword. Like, um, right. I wouldn't wear a fedora. <laughs> what, what's the last joke. <laughs> like what's what's so bad about that? Well, we, not we, that I wear discussion. You could pull yeah. it off. No, I definitely could. Please you could pull that. it off. Rude. I thought we were no, friends. No, no, really. <laughs> fedora? Uh, yeah. No. Ew. Never. Yeah. Why Megan. not? I think Megan break up. Nah, really. Fedora. I think she she would she would like it. <laughs> I wish I wish that a classic she, fedora, she not like a shitty so one. She could come in and tell us how wrong that is. Uh, she can't. No, uh, never, never, ever. Not a fedora. No. Okay. Or I'd wear a sword. I'd walk around public with a, with a monster sword. Mm-hmm. Before fedora, even though fedora is like a regular. Right? <laughs> Look, I'm just not a fan of fedoras. Okay, and if you wear one, fair. I could probably still be your friend. It just depends on just how far your too. beard goes down to your neck. Okay. <laughs> so up next, in honor of Dragon Ball Month, we're going to talk about um, manga based games. Be back, manga-based games, guys. Um, I got a little. When I was a kid, I thought it was manga for like the longest time. Manga, manga. I used manga. to manga too. Yeah. And then, matter, I used to go to a comic store. Manga. Uh, I used to hang out. So I was really popular uh, and friends with everybody. So I, 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 to get away from the crowds of people who wanted to hang out with me, I would go to a comic book store and hang out there for hours. Obviously, those, those two things are true. And uh, I used to annoy the owner by making fun. This was back in like '93. So manga was like a niche thing, even more so than it was late nineties or whatever. So I would always make fun of them because they'd be like reading Rama Half, and like, oh, you're reading manga? When you get a real comic, it's not even in color, and just make fun of it because I was a stupid kid. And uh, you said those words. I would say those words. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> now, of course, now I love, I love manga. And in grade twelve, at that same store, I, I was back there buying heaps of shitty, shitty manga, but because I, I would take anything I could get. Um, mm-hmm. So we're gonna talk. Trantor. What's that? You're such a trend whore. I know, right? <laughs> trend whore. So, I'm, we're, I'm, we're going to talk about manga-based games, because it's Dragon Ball Month, even though it's, it's not Dragon Ball specific. We are going to have an episode about Dragon Ball games, so don't don't worry. Keep Calm down, Greg. It's fine. So, so none of the manga games we're talking about today should, are Dragon, be, Ball. should be Dragon Ball. Yeah, exactly. Ball. I brought 
I brought in three to talk about, and I asked you guys to bring some of you like. But before that, I went I went to Reddit, and I was like, "Hey, does anybody know what the first manga game, a game based on manga, was?" And I wasn't able to find. It was short notice. I wasn't able to find too much. Uh, so one person gave me one from like 1988, which wasn't the earliest. Someone actually gave me one that I that was earlier than the ones I found. So let me just bring it up real quick. So this guy said here that Dor- Doraemon, Doraemon? Doraemon. Doraemon uh, on Arcadia 2001 from 1982 is the earliest one that he knew about. And the ones that I found myself, uh, let's see, uh, Mighty Adam Astro Boy on the Famicom in February 1988, mm. Bik- uh, Bikuriman, Bikuriman World, PC Engine, October 1987, Dragon Ball, Dragon Daihikyo, uh, September 27, 1986, and Dr. Slump, Arale, Handheld Game Series, 1982. So it seems, yeah, so it seems like 82. For what? That's from the handheld game series. Possibly one of the stupid like tiger mm, ones. Like type, type thing. Yeah. yeah, so that's the earliest I could find. Maybe the other ones exist, but 82 seems to be That sounds about you know, what you'd expect. Yeah. I, w- I woke up to see which franchise, which manga-based franchise has made the most money, because I couldn't find any specific games, but which series made the most in terms of, like, all their games. Uh, Dragon Ball actually came in number one at 38 million uh, mm-hmm. overall. Yeah, that is. Second one, the second highest. Now, this isn't, this, it was not right after the list. It's a pretty big gap. But the second highest manga series that I could find, and I thought it would have been like One Piece and Naruto, but it's actually Yu Gi Oh! at 21.8 million. So Yu Gi Oh! games grossed more than, than I guess, Naruto yeah, games and stuff like that. Yeah, interesting. So that's, I mean, and <laughs> I guess we never really said what is a, what is a manga. <laughs> um, for those who don't know that's Japanese comic books uh, you yeah. should know if you're listening to our show you probably know Figured it the thumbnail will maybe be descriptive I don't know I've made it yet. <laughs> now the the manga industry in Japan is very different from the comic book industry talk about it because what I know about the comic book industry here in North America is that there are studios that somebody writes the story somebody there's a bunch of artists. Yeah. yeah, so there are big studios and they draw really them and then they color them. It's just a bunch of different individuals working together. I don't think they I don't think it's comparable to the game industry. I think a lot of people work from their own personal mm-hmm. place. Someone write a script, it'll get mailed to them or emailed, I guess, nowadays, and then they do the art and it gets moved around. I think that's how a lot of it works. Mm-hmm. But there's still gonna be like branches, like Marvel will have its own HQ, I imagine, but but in Japan, it's very different. It's mostly individuals yeah. or, or really small teams of, of one or two like persons, and right? And they start by uh, drawing a chapter of a, of yeah. a story and they, 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 they bring them to compilation magazines such as like Shonen Jumpu and, and things like that. And then if the manga is... Well, it gets put into this compilations magazine and there are um, you can vote for your favorites. And depending on the popularity of that series it will go on and on and on and on oh, okay. and then uh, but it's it's very it's very geared towards the individual himself right so there are superstar manga uh, yeah. ma- mangaka right which is the the artist the the, the author right like Oda which which is something that not usually happens with comic books, I don't think. You will find... Well, there are some, right? So but... there's definitely big names in comics, yeah. uh, artists and mm-hmm. writers, usually separate. Now, with manga, it tends to be that one... The artist and the writer are usually the same person, I mm-hmm. found. And then he has some assistants. Like, Kira Toriyama had assistants. And they would, like, fill in the backgrounds, and you would do all the characters in the story. And I think that's pretty common with a lot of manga. But with... With uh, American comics, it's it's a lot like the games industry in the sense that people have their different roles. An artist might be is usually different from a colorist, usually different from a writer, usually different from an editor, etc. Now sometimes they can overlap, and artists can write and and etc. and so forth. But usually it's on one comic. It's, it's very rare you'll see an artist slash writer of the same person. It's usually two different roles. Again, there are exceptions to that, but that's the, mm-hmm. the general rule. Yeah. But with manga, you might only see like two or three credits. But with a comic, you're going to see like. Mm-hmm. Talking about manga, mm-hmm. have you uh, heard of the? This is within the context of this conversation. Of um, Bakuman, have you heard about it? Uh, sounds familiar. Have you heard about it? it? Sounds familiar, but so Bakuman is a. <laughs> the story is about uh, a pair okay. of of guys. He, he one is a writer and the other one is um is a how do you call it, an artist? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and and they are the authors of several manga. 
and it tells you the story and how the 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 industry of, of the manga in Japan works. Oh, I heard about uh-huh. that. Yeah, so so they they like they're still students and they start drawing their mangas and, and and going to these compilation magazines and they get an editor and all that. And it's really interesting if you want to know cool. more about the the industry and and also read a good a good manga. I, I, I recommend that There's one. There's an anime based off of it, right? I don't know. I, I, only, I, I only read the manga. Um, one thing that, that I always find really cool is this is something... I, I went to an exclusive French school for eight years. What's French? Yeah, it's a different language. Oh, cool. And a nation of people as well. Um, okay. But um, in France, they, they look at um, comic books form of literature than North Americans do. Yeah, it's funny how so, everyone looks at different. Yeah, so just something I kind of wanted to bring up now. It's obviously a completely different style, but it kind of started with like political characters like way back when. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then that evolved into more of a literature style comic books, which is how the French look at it, which is kind of cool. So it's not just, you know, fun and games. They do look yeah. more depth yeah. into it. So. North America, I mean, they were literally called funny books yes, for a yeah. long time. They're not taken, even now, they're not taken seriously. Despite the fact that superhero movies are some of the most highest grossing movies nowadays, uh, they're still seen most, and so are games to the same extent, seen as kind of a lesser or kitty or a Yeah, thing. exactly. Despite the fan base being probably skewing, you know, older, yeah. 20s, 30s, 40s, Especially now. 50s, cause comics have been around, American comics have been around since the, well, really since the 30s, but really hit the golden age in the 60s, and so you have people from all generations who read comic books now, and Japan, I'm sure, is, is similar, but I, I feel like people, like, people in Japan if you're an adult and you like that kind of stuff, I feel like you're just as judged from, from stuff I've read as someone over here who might be seen the same way for an adult being in the comic books. You know, you're just seen as a giant geek. Like, I don't feel that because I'm in the games industry, but but if I were if I were working at a, like a corporate job and I'm in, and they're talking about fucking Spider-Man and shit, you're going to get funny looks because it's, not the, it's still not mainstream. Even yeah. though it kind of is, I feel like a lot of people don't really... It would still be looked down on by by more traditional people, you know? <laughs> and I feel like it's probably the same kind of thing in, in Japan, likely. Kind of. It's a little bit different because, for example, animation here is very stigmatized with... It's for kids, right? It's like DreamWorks. I think that... I feel like that's the exception. Like, everybody likes DreamWorks films for the most part. I think it's... Sorry, I think it's... Not DreamWorks. No, I think it's still, like, for kids. Like, adults enjoy it, but... The, it's it, it, yeah, yeah, it, it, it's put in a box, right? Yeah. Well, in Japan, animation is just animation, right? There's there's for every every type of public, and I don't know. You you, you can see um, anime that is really geared toward really small children to yeah. you know really adult stuff. And the same with comics in Japan, I think that's it doesn't have that that stigma. Yeah, that's kind of what's getting at too. Is the French? Yeah. In the French. The French. You mean the like France? Like European yes. French? European. But, like European. but no, there's no, no. There, there's definitely the, the concept of, of the otaku, right? Which is, you know... Well, that's, that's a negative the, Like the, ge- yeah. the, the geek, right? That is, yeah. That lives in that world. I heard it's a, like a... Like, geeks over here now are becoming more mainstream and weird. Oh. Weirdly acceptable. It's it's the norm almost. It's well, becoming the norm. It became trendy some yeah, years ago. Things like Big Bang Theory and shit like that. Mm-hmm. The show is... An, off representation of people who are <laughs> I don't like the show anyways uh, but in Japan like an otaku, otaku is, is kind of seen as like a negative word if you're mm. if you're I, that's what I've read like I don't I'm not from Japan in case you guys don't notice I'm not, I'm actually not Japanese <laughs> we, you know that neither of, our, of us are I know <laughs> left is the closest I would say I would not say that <laughs> yeah so but I asked you guys if to bring some of your favorite mm-hmm. manga uh, to manga based video games I brought three Mm-hmm. Uh, do you guys bring some? You guys? Yes, absolutely. I'll, let me just talk a little bit about what I brought first. Sure. Now, the first thing that came to my mind was actually, as you mentioned, the second highest grossing a Yu-Gi-Oh! video game. Oh, really? You brought yeah. a Yu-Gi-Oh! game? Well, here's the thing. Um, Which one? I, that's the thing. I couldn't find it. I looked for it. What is this? It's for PlayStation. I think I know what it is. Do I, And I even watched a video on it today. Did I write it's, it it's, just, it's obviously just a card game. Yeah, it's... Um, um, it's Forbidden Memories, I think. Maybe there's a couple, but the one I had it came in the double disc set. Yeah, yeah. And it had like Yugi, Yugi in the cover, and it was kind of like split on each side, and it was like 
it had a story mode with it yep. and it was a very highly Egyptian feel yes, to it. Yes, yeah, yes, I yes. had that too. Yeah. That, I, I watched the video on it today. Yeah. I couldn't I couldn't find it today. Um It's like forbidden memory. Forbid, something like that, yeah. yeah, that sounds about right. And that game was a lot of fun, just like kind of the deck builder to it. Yeah, was, was really. It was didn't. The game. rules weren't right, though. They were no, not no. Good. They weren't. And I played the card game when it came out. Yeah, and I, I remember. And I remember then being a little annoyed, but still playing it. And I when I watched it today, I was like, "Wait a second, that is not how that game was played." At least when I was playing it, yeah. cards would rip, fuse together. And stuff. <laughs> yeah, fusion. Fusion was just like it just happened. It just happened. Yeah, when I was a kid, I was like, "I don't have the polymorph card." Yeah, <laughs> and it was really, really confusing to me. But it was still, it was still a fun game. It was big um, because Yu Gi Oh was so massive. Yes. and the PlayStation was. The system at the time, and, timing, and yes. I remember, I remember, I had that game too. I, I still wish I still had it. I mean, keep my eye open for it on Game Hunts because I kind of want to grab it again. Even though I don't, I would never beat it. It was hard. It was very difficult. Yeah, um, but, but I still want it. Yeah, it was a good game. Yeah, so that's one of mine. Go cool. keep going. Or you guys, want no, no, I'll jump in. Okay, so I'm gonna save. Actually, I'll do the the, the easy one first. So J Star's Victory versus Plus. I'm playing it now. Uh, it's a 3D two on two fighting game. So you basically kind of like a tag team match. You bring in two playable characters. You play as one character, one's an AI partner, and there's a third support character that you could summon and then do an attack or whatever, right? This was released March 19th, 2014 in Japan, and we got ours June 30th of this year. There's a long-ass story mode split from four different perspectives. I still haven't beat it. It's too long. Um, there's 52 characters from 32 different jump series, 39 playable, 13 support. Uh, it's fun. And uh, the reason why I throw this in the list is new is because it's feels like a lot of celebration and fan service. There's so many different jump uh, manga represented. Dragon Ball's in there, of course, and and like your your most popular ones, Dragon Ball, Naruto, uh, One Piece, and Bleach, and then some obscure stuff like Doctor Slump and uh, uh, Gintama and a bunch of other ones. And I don't know how obscure Gintama is actually, but I just found it and I really like. It. I've been started watching it; it's really good. And um, the the sheer amount of characters is good. The battle system is is pretty fun. The story mode is, is, is there and, and big. It's a little nonsensical and a little long, but... You would, but what would you expect? A non-nonsensical story? It's, it's it, kind it of mixes aware of itself. All the, yeah, also that's what I mean. So like, I like that about yeah. it. And I haven't done much of the online mode, actually, but but it seems like it'd be pretty fun. And you can play with two players, and I think you could team up. I, mean, I played. I did play local two players with, with the un, unofficial guest, Jordan. I won almost all of them, so that made me feel really good as a person to keep winning. And uh, so, if you're a fan of a huge fan of anime, especially the jump type or shonen anime, you're gonna love this. Uh, the negative, though, aside from the story being long, is that uh, there's not enough female characters in the game. I found, mm-hmm. which I think is just kind of that the, the jump magazines are mostly aimed at for young young guys, right, or kids. Mm-hmm. So that's probably why there's not many female characters. So I would like to see more of them, but uh, that's not the case. You got one? So throughout throughout this podcast, I, I think I've been labeled maybe as, <laughs> as as a hater of certain things, right? Cutscenes. Cutscenes. RPGs. RPGs. Yeah. What else? What do you think? Well, it's a what what oh, Sony? Microsoft, because you only like <laughs> Nintendo. But in game specific. Oh, uh, what else is Sage you know? What would you say is not my thing? Well, those Reading. two <laughs> Yeah, reading in games. Anytime that you're not playing the game is, is a point where you're unhappy. Uh-huh. As, uh, I guess. Cinematic. Oh, you definitely don't like uh, shooters mm-hmm. at all. Cinematics. Yeah, you hate cinematics, cutscenes, story. But he likes RPGs, sports games. Uh, well, none of us like sports games. So that's, that's I like funny. some of them. Well, then you, you will like. But in general, I I kind yeah, of dislike them. Like them right. So this series of games <laughs> that I'm going to talk about has all of that, and I love it. It's Captain Subasa. Captain right? Subasa. Ah, you mentioned it once so, before. Yeah. So Captain Subasa. Yeah, I mentioned this game before. So this game is an RPG. Mm-hmm. It's a sports game. Yep. It has a lot of. It, well, it's the how they define it. How Tecmo defines it is like a cinematic soccer. I think. Oh yeah. right, because yeah. like, look at scenes and stuff. <laughs> so it it looks like a, it's trying to be. Like a TV, like like an anime, yeah, or like a movie, or of sort like an animation. So all all the time you're playing in this section of the screen, and you never get to to play soccer, but you you you, you kind of do stuff. But it's it's turn based. It's really weird, <laughs> but I love it. I don't know. I don't know what 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 it is about it, but I think it has to be. It has to do a lot with the fact that uh, that I I like that manga. Captain Suasa. Maybe next time you're playing uh, Final Fantasy, 
You could think of it as Captain Tsubasa and start but, enjoying it. But other than that, I think it's a good game. It's a good series of games. There are two on the NES or Famicom, and then there are four on the Super Nintendo. There's there's even a couple of them in PlayStation. I, I was think. looking for the NES one, but it was super, the North American one. Mm-hmm. It was super expensive, so I didn't bother. Yeah. If, it, I, I would recommend everyone playing this game because it's so weird. It looked cool, though. It, it did. I, I think it looked It's so really unique. Fine, yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll look for it again. If I can order it, I will. It's, it's a game that would never exist today in almost any way, shape, or form. But No, but like... In almost any game, though, it's such a strange hybrid of different Yeah, games. you're right. It is. Like, it just wouldn't exist. Um, but, yeah. It's a product of its time. So, again, I've mentioned this before, but I'm going to mention it again. Yeah. Just in case uh, some of our listeners want to play this game. Um, of, of course, the Famicom version of Captain Tsubasa didn't come to. Right. Says, but they they bring it somehow. They change the name and the, <laughs> the, the character designs. And it's called Tecmo Super Soccer Game. This is so generic. Like mm-hmm. Captain Tsubasa seems like, oh, that's interesting. Maybe it's a character or something. But what you just said sounds like NHL 96 to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it was so generic that I can't even repeat what you just said. Tecmo Super Soccer Ball or something. Tecmo Cup Soccer <laughs> Game. <laughs> you call it Soccer yeah, Game. It's terrible. Yeah. And look at that cover that nobody <laughs> out there can see. Look it up. It's awful. It's like Mega Man 2 awful. <laughs> That's how they change it. So Tsubasa is the one on the on the left. Oh my and god. And then you have American yeah, generic course. guy. God, of course. His name is Robin Field. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's robbing the field of, of all the other team getting goals. Go, yeah, go. I would recommend the third one on the Super Nintendo. Yeah, you can play it on an emulator anywhere. It's a lot of fun. If not, well, they, Rob, they, they exist. Rob, you you you, you, you can get uh, Famicom <laughs> and Super Famicom games because yes, you have the Retron, the power of the Retron the Five. I'm, I'm teasing, anyways. Uh, next game that I want to talk about: Astro Boy Omega Factor. Amazing game. You know it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And I think we should do an episode on this. Actually, this is for the Game Boy Advance. Um, I get a little bit of information on it. Very similar to Advance Adventure. Exactly. That's what I was telling Left yeah. earlier. I was. This is what I was playing when you showed up. So, mm-hmm. it's a badass side-scrolling beat-em-up-ish game released for the Game Boy Advance on December 18th, 2003 in Japan and August 18th, I think the following year, over here. Mm. Uh, developed by Treasure and Hitmaker. Come uh, on, Treasure. Yeah, I know. <laughs> to me, it felt a lot like Mega Man and Gunstar Heroes. Uh, awesome graphics, just like Dragon Ball Advance Venture. Spoiler, we'll be talking Did about Did you guys that. know the first, the, the first Treasure game was a McDonald's game? Is it McDonald's? McKids or whatever for the NES? No. It's a, no it's a Ronald McDonald's in somewhere land. <laughs> <laughs> so this, of course, is based off the, the anime Master Boy. Mm. Which, is, it, is it Mighty Adam in Japan? Is that what it's translated to? Uh, let me check. All right. Well, Safety's looking up what, it, what the Japanese name is for Astro Boy. Uh, I have not beat this game yet, actually. It's not very long. The main story is like two and a half hours, but like, here's a bunch of extra story. Uh, but the game is so tight. And fun to play, and it's just like Dragon Ball Advance Adventure. It looks so, like somehow in the, the Game Boy Advance graphics, when they're nailed, especially when it, when it's like a side scrolling game, they look so good. I if you I'm, I kind of missed early Game Boy Advance, but it seems like it, the side scrollers were they're really, like just really a slightly well better looking yeah, NES style, exactly. Like a little at the time modern upgrade update to NES. So good looking. The game is awesome. It has little it has tiny little cutscenes in it. The character art looks super good. I guess it, it draws in from all different eras of Astro Boy, which, I mean, that's an old, old manga that came mm-hmm. out in like the 50s or 60s, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just a fun, exciting game. Uh, you have character upgrades, and you can re- make relationships with other characters, and there's side-scrolling, like, uh, shoot-em-up kind of stages as well. It's, it's great, and the music's good, too, and I really like it. The Japanese name is Tetsuon Atomu. Atomu. Which is translated to Mighty Adam. Yeah, exactly. Astro Boy sounds cooler, I think. Do you guys ever watch the remake, um, the North American version of it? No. Yes. It's not bad. Yeah, it's good. It's like, not I, bad. I like, no, it was actually pretty fun. I wasn't expecting a big pile of poop and came out with, that's a pretty good movie. I liked it. I, I don't know if it's super fair to the original stuff, but I liked it. It was pretty good. But you didn't see it, Sadie, so you can't make that face. <laughs> We're telling you, so am, am I making a face? You, you, made, you made a face. I made sure. a face. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't an unjustified. No, it's justified in thinking it would be shit. But it wasn't. It was, okay. It was decent. Okay. Pretty good. That's good. I have two more, but I'll, I'll see I got, you I got next two, up. I got some more. So this was one game that I was really excited for. And, you know, uh, we've talked about kind of like 
now especially those, those dynasty like they're making like Dragon Warrior or whatever it is like the Dragon Quest oh, Dynasty yeah, yeah, Warriors yeah I want that so and they made Hyrule Warriors which is like Dynasty Warriors type game the One Piece one coming there is I'm gonna talk yeah. about that oh, okay. um, but this was the first one that well other than Dynasty Warriors that I got really excited about and that was Dynasty Warriors Gundam oh have right you, have you for played? the PS3 yeah, right PS3 and Didn't 360 play it. It, was, it was an early early title though yes yeah I played it for 360 and forgot about that it's, it's a really really fun is game it? yeah it's well one thing that I used to play a lot of Dynasty Warriors, and my brother would be like, "How are you, one guy killing a thousand person in a, in a in a fight?" And it's like, "Yeah, it's a little like over the top, but whatever." But whenever I was playing Gundam, if like if you've watched Gundam before, the Gundams are like way overpowered versus every other mobile suit in the show, so they can literally decimate things in the show. And then so it, it translates very well to that type of game. So it was really fun. And the one thing that they did with the Gundam series of Dynasty Warrior games versus other Dynasty Warriors is that this was the one where there was like range combat and you actually you know they had kind of guns and stuff like that so it was still primary focus of melee fighting but there was still some range in it and that was really cool and then I really really liked that game and you could even transform and move around the battlefield a lot quicker would you say it's worth playing now like it doesn't feel super dated because I'll pick it up if I see it you know it's It's kind of common it it, it is and it's, it's hard to say it's been many years since I've played it um, I'd like to try it again. Maybe we can look into it. Yeah, so, if I can yeah. find it. And Rob kind of spoiled what I wanted to talk oh, about. My, my bad. Yeah, that's okay. I'm excited for it. Yeah, so am I. Um, so it looks like One Piece is getting that treatment. Yeah. Where there's going to be a One Piece. Out soon. If uh, Pirate Warriors. Yeah. And it's, a, it's a third one in the series. Third uh, Dynasty War type? Yeah, the one, one, third oh, One Piece one. Coming the, over here. Yeah, the first, one, first one coming to North America. Uh, Megan's getting it when it comes out, nice. so when she's done, I might, might give, give it a try. try. So that's really going to... Like my friend is really into One Piece, and he really loves Dynasty Warriors, yeah. and I went over to his place yesterday to hang out with him. And the first thing I did when he showed up, he's like, did you see this? Did you yeah. see this? And I'm like, yeah, I did. I did. So those are those are two games. One, one's upcoming. Look forward to that. So... Sh- very good. Very Hyrule, good. Man. Hyrule Warriors is my first Dynasty Warriors game. You ever played any no, of the classes? Just not interested in the the setting, but I liked the gameplay, so I'm definitely gonna check it. I'm gonna get the Dragon Quest Heroes one for sure, and I, I and I will probably play the One Piece one as well. So that's that's pretty cool. Yep, should be good. All right, so the two more games. Yeah. I have I have one more. Okay, but, cool. Uh, well, yeah, you can go one. I'll go. Yeah, one. yeah. Say, do you have another uh, manga based RPG game? Sorry, game to talk about. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm oh, just go gonna, I'm just gonna mention it because mention the it. it's just so I remember this game just because the music of the intro is so cool. Oh, it gets me, it always gets gets me pumped. Uh, the name of the game is called Gundam Win uh, Endless Duel. Okay, that yeah. I've heard of that game. So have I. Gund- I, I. The music to Gundam Wing, I love it. It's yeah. amazing. I like it's the, the best music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it, the best it, music. It's a fighting game. game. It's yeah. very similar to a Mighty uh, Morphin Power Rangers game. Yes, with yeah. giant robots. With giant robots. Okay. Uh, but I've the seen this but the music, man, you have to um, you have to listen to. Rose is going to play it. That is just yeah, communication, yeah. actually. Yeah. After I'm sure people right now who can't hear. It, yeah, I'll have to try and find the, the song that they put in. And the game's pretty decent. Okay, I have a Gundam Wing game here for the PS2 sealed called Gundam SD Warriors. <laughs> Seiji's getting into this. Seiji's <laughs> got his groove on. Yeah, no, it looks cool. What's this thing's that for? Super Nintendo. Super Nintendo. Oh, yeah. Or Super Famicom. Yeah. Didn't come over here? I'm not entirely sure. I don't think so. I played on an emulator, so... I yeah. feel like the SD, the SD gun and what game I have is bottom of the barrel worthy. From the, at least from the Metacritic score, so I think we should check it out sometime. And Gundam Wing, also my favorite anime. Really? I love it. I definitely love it. I, I, I love it every minute of it, and it ages really well. The story is really, really good. Cool. I love it. Would, would that be your favorite manga, too? I've never, I've honestly, I've never sat down and read a manga other than um, Dragon Ball. So I, it's it's hard to really say, mm-hmm. um, but I'm sure I would because I just love the story. You should I guess you so. Need... Favorite anime of yours and manga, I guess, is Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball yeah. Other than that, number two, probably Naruto. But that's only because I can't think of any other ones off the top of my head that I like more. There might because I, I don't love Naruto much because it, it's kind of got like the first yes the first <laughs> Octopus Shippuden was so good so good and then Shippuden kind of like got too bloated for me mm. and I did actually finish I did, it took me a month of reading for like an hour every night to get through the last entire half of Shippuden because I want because it ended and, I, and this is actually it's a great so segue bad. because of the games like I talked about yeah, it's and so bad it, it, it was so in a bad way it was too much 
I finished though because I, I like to finish things, mm-hmm. and I managed to get to the end, and it was too, it was just too painful. Much, it was it was it just drug on, and, and the world was so interesting. Yeah, a lot of things about Naruto is interesting. Uh, it's the world, the, the ninja setups, the, the countries. A lot of the characters are so cool. But by the end of it, it was just too much. Too much. See, you know, I've never... It's the same as... With, sorry. No, it's okay. It's, it's okay. the same as with Dragon Ball. No. The world is so rich. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to try to say this. So, it's the same as with Dragon Ball in the sense that the, the first part of Dragon Ball before Z, um, it's very oriented to the world and the story, and then it's all just fighting, right? In Naruto, it's kind of like the same. The, the story is so rich. Uh, there's so much backstory. Uh, I love it. And then... But... I don't know, the last year or so of the of the series was just like fighting in a really long fight against the big thing. I like the fighting. I just didn't like I it. like fighting it's too, too but it's, I, yeah. it's too much, too many characters, mm-hmm. too much too much things are too much drawn out, too many different fights happening at the same time. Mm-hmm. That's the problem that I had with it. Because in Naruto the fights were the first part of the series, there was a lot of fights but they were shorter and they were really good and they were interesting fights, like Rock Lee versus Gara the first time. Mm-hmm. Such a and it was animated in the, mm. in the anime so well it was amazing. Um, I like One Piece a lot too. And there's a new manga that I started reading called One Punch Man, which is really funny. It's oh, One Punch Man! Yes, it's, it's pretty good. It's so good. Yeah, I like that. I rec- it's it's short. It's, there's not there's like thirty chapters out right now. I, I recommend checking it out. It's so it's still ongoing, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just it, the updates are very very long in between. Correct. So I recommend. So this the premise of that is that the character he was like a nobody and then he trained. And he trained so hard that he became, like, the most powerful being. And every super... It just keeps getting more and more ridiculous over the top enemies. And he just beats them in, like, one hit. And they can't hurt him at all. He's, like, invincible. And so it's kind of funny because every time it seems like there's a little bit of tension, in the end, he's just fine every time. But it has this element that I love in every manga, which is when they get into organizations, right? So it happens in... in it happens in Naruto, and that's, that's one of the reasons I like it so much, because there are countries, and then there's the yeah. Ninja Academy, and then there are ranks, and they have to level up and all that. So I love that. In One Punch Man, has the, the Hero Association, oh, yeah, and he's yeah. ranked like C, and he, he's like right. a, the most powerful one, but he's kind of, uh, he's a dummy, yeah. so he's ranked C. <laughs> <laughs> and then we take the series, but his friend, who's decent too, but nothing on him, is like right high up on the ranks even though uh-huh. you can't beat him at all like fairy tale that's what I, that's what what I like about fairy tale and then it just haven't seen that one it gets lost I've been, in I've been watching fairy tale. I want to say this uh, so my I hate sports games and sports things rule is broken when it comes to anime and manga I love sports manga like I Shield 21 Slam Dunk Hikari no Go those are all ga- all Captain Tsubasa you have to I have read, to read it, it. I would though yeah. and I probably love it it's so corny they all have the same setup though like mm-hmm. usually the character's a loser mm-hmm and then he work. He has a rival who's really good, and it's just this. It's this message of working and training really hard makes you the best, and I guess I like that. Mm-hmm. Positive. No, so, I, I already recommended a manga, but I want to recommend another one. Sure. It's Twentieth uh, Century Boys. I haven't seen it. I don't know if you're gonna like it, but you're gonna love it. Oh yeah, oh, what's yeah. This about? You should. Oh, is it Rome? Total War. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Just, just, just look it up. It's, okay. it's great. Cool. I don't make All it right. long. I, we should mention the games real quick. Yeah, it's, it's hitting late. Naruto, Rise of the Ninja, and Naruto: The Broken Bond. Ubisoft games for uh, the Xbox 360. Xbox, yeah. Xbox, yeah. So this is one of the first Xbox 360 games I ever bought. It's an adventure fighting game with RPG elements. Released October 30th, 2007 by Ubisoft. Uh, and of course, the sequel came out after. Uh, it's a strong story, uh, which is very true to the to the manga. It has this open world. Like, they recreated the, the Ninja Village, and, and you, it's free-roaming. You can jump all around and stuff. You do missions, and you go out and see other parts of it. The graphics are really good, and, and it looks like a like a living manga. This one? Yeah, it's, they're both the same series. Uh, all, the, all the battles are done like a fighting game, but the free-roaming is like a platforming adventure game. And then there's RPG elements like level up your health and doing the moves. It's so fun. And I never finished the first one for some reason, but I'd like, I will go back to it. And I haven't played the second one yet. Um, but they are such good games and highly polished and especially if you're a fan of the pre Shippuden stuff it's it I think both games cover right up to them and uh, it, it, they're really they're really great and I recommend them they're, they're different from the other Naruto games and uh, I do have a lot of I have a few Naruto games I have a couple for the DS as well but what, what, what you guys have, I'm just laughing at the they DS. cracked open the case of the Game Boy so I got this from Microplay which was a 
uh, franchise of, it's of gone game stores. for a long time. Yeah. And uh, inside the instruction booklet, it says a $10 fee would be applied for missing instructions. So thanks to that sticker, my game is complete. Yeah. It does have the, the manual. I got this when they were going out of sale at a business, actually. Which was Where's Microplay? Kind of sad. Nowhere. No. It, yeah, it's Well, nowhere here. No, it might still exist It used elsewhere. to be where Value Village is. Yeah. We're used next to it. You said you have one more game left? Yeah, I Let's do. Get it. Now, this was, this was a game... I just bought because I saw it. I'm like, oh, this could be fun, and it turned out being amazing. What is it? Um, it is Full Metal Alchemist. Is it the Squaresoft one? No. PS2? No. Oh. It's for Nintendo DS, Ooh. Full Alchemist, Dual Sympathy. Cool. That it, sounds cool. It's just like a side-scroller. It, yeah. it plays like Astro Boy and oh. um, Dragon Ball Advanced Adventures does, but it's for the DS, and it goes through the full 51 episodes. Really? Of, yeah, you play the whole side-scroller, side-scroller game. game, and it works brilliantly with the DS for transmutation circles and you yeah. have to actually do things like that. Very engaging game. I played it quite a bit and the best part of it, it the replayability on this game was extremely high because mm-hmm. you play through the game and then you basically switch between Ed and Al the whole time as oh, the, the two protagonists. Then once you beat it, you can play through the whole game as any character. That's you could have been Roy oh, Mustang or okay. Scar or Colonel Armstrong, whatever his name was. Um, so you could play through the game as many different characters, and they all had very different yeah. play how you play them, and it was a great, great. I'm glad you're bringing it up. I'm going to look for that. Yeah, right it's now. dual sympathy. Dual. It was a lot of fun. Really, really good. That's another scroller. amazing uh, manga series. Yes, have you seen Red? Oh, it's great. Really? Well, the thing, the thing that to me with Full Metal is that I used to watch a lot of like animes when I was a kid, and then when I was like 16, I was like, oh, you know, I, I became cool and I didn't want to do that. And then, <laughs> then when I was 18, two years later, I was like, hey, I want to start watching um, animes again. And this was the first one I started watching as an adult, right. and I love it. And Hon- it really, it really made me want to watch oh, a lot great. more. Oh, yeah. I recommend it. Honorable mentions: Sailor Moon. I played the Super <laughs> Nintendo. Uh, RPG, I think it's called Another Story or something like that. It was, and this, I they played this back in high school. It was fan translated online. Uh, it was pretty good. It was a traditional like JRPG, but With Sailor, Sailor Moon? Moon. I had yeah. no idea that existed. I, I might actually look for that game. That's too, really cool. Because my I girlfriend was kind of would, fun. would freak out. About I don't hate Sailor Moon. She, my girlfriend loves Sailor like, Moon. I'm not big on it, but when I was young, it was. My I, first I actually, one I, ever I used to watch it. Yeah, I, quite a bit, I don't feel. You know? I know, not another do I. It's it's yeah. not. Bad, you would have made fun of back then. I would have. Yeah, I watched all of it. People would make fun of us now, even. But what I don't care. Samurai Pizza Cats. That was another weird. That was a great weird. Weird anime. I don't know if there's a game for that, but another. Other other mentions that I have is um, Full Metal Alchemist Square published it yes, for the PS2. Too, this, I can't remember the name of it, though, Crimson Shroud or something. I don't know. It was good. That's really the, cool. the story of Samurai Pizza Cuts. Look it up. I know about yeah, it. Yeah, it's yeah. Awesome. You, it's I mean, you We're listeners, look it up. Yeah, yeah. It's it's incredible. And watch the episode. It's so funny. at least the intro. The intro's great. The intro is very self aware. <laughs> it's so bizarre. <laughs> I know everything about that. What they did to that. Series, yeah, it's right? amazing. Yeah. I, I wish we're not an anime uh, podcast. We. we one, can't play one, one thing is that I'm excited for is this Attack on Titan 3DS game. I want to try it. I hear it's not that great. It looks fun. I really liked Attack on Titan, and I like to try that sometimes. You watch that, Seiji? You watch Attack on Titan? Seiji, man. He's not, I have. I, I lost interest, though. I didn't, really? It, 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 it really started off it. amazing, and then it got less scary and less about survival and more about... I don't want to spoil things for people who haven't watched it. More about... Stuff, I but like that's it. what I liked about it. But that's okay. anyways, that's fine. Let's 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 wrap this up, guys. We can't keep fucking here and left talking about his nerdy anime. Oh, and I like history and anime. I'm really cool. I like Sadie. Way way cooler. We don't <laughs> we don't care about that. Like Sadie doesn't watch Attack and Titan, Full Metal Alchemist. He's cool. I don't want to be more like Sadie and less like you, left. So let's wrap things up. Bonusbarrel.com. What's up? You know what's there now? Finally. Blog, blog posts. posts. I hear from word of mouth from Seiji himself that it opened up his eyes and his motivation to make more blog posts. Did he say that? He said it. Good. Do you, do you admit that? I confirm it. I confirm okay. the rumor. Bam. All right. Rumor squad. Yeah, Let's more confirm. coming. Uh, probably. Can you tease a topic of the next yeah. Seiji blog post? Absolutely. Um, it's about uh, what we do or what we used to do a lot, which is game rating. Hey, yeah. we're still doing those. It's just not as frequent. But no, no, that, that's good. That is I'm really excited cool. to yeah. read it. Yeah, the last post here was great. Uh, YouTube videos. Our channel is pretty, I think, pretty consistent. We we were put, putting out a nice number of videos. Finally, seven. How many subscribers? <laughs> we need. Yeah, uh, hasn't grown. We need 479 more before we. Can we have 30. Stuff. We have 21. 
21? Okay. Nice. <laughs> 21. So there's 21 people out there. Yeah. Subscribe to our channel. Yeah. Imagine that. Yeah. I don't have 20 friends. <laughs> you have all the friends you need right here. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so we have parts three and four of Final Fantasy VII. Safety playing it. It should be up very very soon. Dragon Ball Z Saga's part two should already be up by the time this is out. Dragon Ball Advance Adventure, our first game talk episode, which is replacing our old game centric episodes who should should be out very soon and a couple more Dragon Ball month stuff and Oh Amiibo news. I got oh, wave please. two complete. Woohoo Oh congratulations. Wave two complete. Amiibos. Yeah. Fuck amiibos. There was a Walmart restock last week and I got lucky so that's great. More news next week. More news more news to come. Uh, so that's it for today. Uh, this is Rob. And Left. And Sage. Thanks for listening. BB out <laughs>